exploration uh, is uh, the first uh, foot on the ground uh, on uh, how we engage with the local communities, uh, on how we think about the minds of the future. So that is one of the areas that we can unlock the most of the potential of bringing new technologies and ideas for sustainability. If we can do that and thinking ahead, uh, then the path forward becomes more, more straightforward. Welcome to the Green Hour, a community of innovators, activists, and government leaders in the world of sustainability. Each week, you will hear from a leader in sustainability to help unlock your mind to a greener future. Hey guys, I'm Preston Pogan. We are live in New York City at the Concordia Annual Summit with Sonia Scarcelli the Vice President of BHP's Explorer Program. BHP is one of the world's largest diversified mining and resource companies, and its Explorer Program is a global accelerator program targeting innovative early-stage mineral exploration companies. In this episode, Sonia provides insights into the program's mission and the critical role of innovative mineral exploration in supporting the clean energy transition. We explore the transformative journey of the first cohort of startups within BHP Explorer, highlighting their progress in the program's impact. Sonia also sheds light on the growing global demand for copper and nickel, considering them as pivotal commodities for the future of clean energy technologies, along with BHP's strategic focus on projects in these domains. As we peer into the future of mineral exploration, Sonia shares her perspectives on the mining industry shift towards sustainability, the role of accelerator programs, and the significance of partnerships and collaborations in driving progress in the exploration sector. Join us for an engaging conversation at the crossroads of sustainability and mineral exploration. For a lot of us, when we hear the word mining, we have negative thoughts. For me, I went to college in Eastern Kentucky and studied the effects that coal mining had on the area and the individuals. Coal mining in Eastern Kentucky resulted in extensive environmental degradation, including deforestation, habitat loss, water pollution, and poor air quality, impacting both ecosystems and residents. So if mining is so bad, then why don't we stop the practice altogether? The reason is that mining is critical not only for the clean energy transition, but for our everyday life. You would be amazed to know how many products you use on a daily basis that include minerals that were mined. When thinking of the clean energy transition, we think about electric vehicles, solar panels, and wind turbines. All of these need minerals that were mined from the earth. So it seems like we have a delicate balancing act in play when we need to mine minerals to help us cut emissions but by mining, we are impacting the environment. There has to be a better way. And it starts with the mining companies. BHP is a major global mining and resource company that has undertaken sustainability initiatives in recent years, emphasizing a commitment to renewable energy, environmental conservation, and community engagement. Notably, the company aims for net zero operational emissions by 2050 and has invested in renewable energy projects. 
BHP's environmental efforts extend to water management, biodiversity conservation, and land rehabilitation. Additionally, the company recognizes the social responsibility of mining operations and engages with local communities. Joining us on the Green Hour today is Sonia Scarcelli, Vice President of BHP's Explorer program. BHP Explorer is a six-month accelerator program for early-stage explorers looking to fast-track and de-risk their geologic concepts and become investment-ready. The program offers selected participants funding, mentorship, and connections to BHP's network of suppliers, fostering innovation and providing a unique community for like-minded explorers. Selected companies stand to receive up to a $500,000 cash payment from BHP and access to a network of experts to guide their development across various aspects. Since joining BHP in 2012, Sonia has served in several commercial and operational leadership roles including Vice President of Exploration and Appraisal, where she led, developed, and operationalized business strategies and commercial plans to deliver a global portfolio of growth options. Before joining BHP, Sonia started her career in the oil industry at ExxonMobil UK in a number of exploration roles. Building an entrepreneurial culture is no easy task, but BHP is making it happen with its Explorer program. This initiative not only shows BHP's commitment to a lively workplace, but also proves they're determined to stay on the cutting edge of industry changes. As the Explorer program progresses, it's a great example of how big companies can embrace an entrepreneurial culture for long-term success. And as you'll find out, sustainability is a key part of every step in the program. All right, welcome back to the Green Hour. I'm, I'm so excited. Today we're joined by Sonia Scarcelli, um, the Vice President of BHP's Explorer Program. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sonia. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm actually very excited to be here and talk about Explorer. Starting off, I mean, BHP is this massive company. I mean, founded in 1885. Um, it's, it's among the world's top producers of commodities like iron ore, copper, nickel. Um, I think in 2021, I mean, revenue was 60 billion U.S. dollars. This is a huge company. So could you start off by, by talking to our listeners, just touching on BHP, um, maybe talk about the mission and just the work that BHP does? Yes, absolutely. So as you mentioned, BHP is uh, one of the largest uh, global producers uh, for uh, multiple commodities. Uh, our portfolio encompasses uh, iron ore, uh, potash, copper, nickel, and uh, we are uh, pretty much present uh, globally in more than 90 locations. And uh, if we think about our portfolio, our goal uh, is to grow on future-facing commodity and uh, mineral that are used on the energy transition, uh, critical minerals. So copper and nickel are really important for us and growing on those uh, type of commodities. Um, from a, a BHP uh, point of view and vision, uh, our goal uh, is um, not only uh, growing uh, our business, but our goal uh, is to bring forward uh, what, what we call uh, um, sustainable mining for the future. So for us, uh, it's very important uh, as we think about uh, how we are exploring, developing and producing, how we are applying uh, a sustainable uh, uh, mindset to how we communicate with communities, so we partnership uh, with uh, with local entities and communities, uh, how we think about our minds uh, in a way that uh, they can actually provide not just uh, the commodity, but can do in a, in a way that is sustainable. And the, there are multiple projects and there are uh, 
They are part of our portfolio within the mining sector itself, from uh, decarbonization of our own uh, existing activities uh, to development uh, of new mines. Uh, they have uh, the sustainability piece, uh, the greenish and, and the um, decarbonization as a forefront. We are also partnering uh, with uh, several uh, um, vendors uh, and uh, new technologies uh, through our uh, venture team and through our innovation team to bring forward uh, new new ideas to how we treat uh, tailing, uh, how we treat uh, water consumption in a way that uh, there is uh, there is no waste, uh, there is uh, no CO2 impact and footprint. Uh, our ultimate goal uh, is to have a, a net zero uh, CO2 footprint by 2050. Mm-hmm. And uh, we adhere to to um, the, the Paris and and um, and to the requirement that have been put forward. We do that on our facilities and on our mining, but equally important is for us working with our partner. So you see us involved in a lot of projects with our customer, whether it's still manufacturer in India or China or other countries, where we work with them to develop a new technology for green steel. So that is equally important for us. And so when we think about our role on the energy transition, we're not just looking at the commodity we're bringing to the market, but how we're bringing those commodities, both from a scope one, a scope two, and scope three. Mm. Yeah, I love I love speaking on mining and the whole conversation because I went to college in eastern Kentucky um, in an old coal mining town of Pikeville, Kentucky, um, the whole part of eastern Kentucky into West Virginia and, and some into Virginia, it was, it was big coal producers back in, um, I guess, years and years ago, probably probably late 1900s, early 2000s. Um, so I love having the conversation on mining and then hearing like what companies like BHP is doing in sustainability for sustainable mining practices makes me really excited for the future because mining is not something we can forget. It's not something that we can just stop. We have to mine. Regardless of what we do, when we're talking about sustainability, when we're talking about electric vehicles, when we're talking about renewables, you have to mine for the minerals in these things. So I, I want to we, we touched on BHP overall, but now I want to get into your program, the Explorer program, um, which is this really cool program. I think I wrote down this was a program initiated by BHP that is dedicated to accelerating innovative early stage mineral exploration startups to find critical resources necessary to driving the energy transition. I hope that's a good uh, summary for it, but uh, could you touch on um, your program, the Explorer program? Absolutely, and that is a fantastic summary. Um, Our goal with the program is not twofold, is to identify the best ideas from an exploration point of view to find critical mineral resources like copper and nickel, and uh, to help those companies to build their program, to build around their ideas, scale up, and do that in a sustainable way. Why that is important? It's important because we need those resources to come to the market faster. That is the need that we have from a supply-demand point of view due to the energy transition and electrification of the world on one side. On the other side... Exploration uh, is uh, the first uh, foot on the ground uh, on how we engage with the local communities, uh, on how we think about the minds of the future. So that is one of the areas that we can unlock the most of the potential of bringing new technologies and ideas for sustainability. If we can do that and thinking ahead, uh, then the path forward becomes more, more straightforward. I read that your first cohort just finished. It was completed 
So I kind of just want to understand, you know, this first cohort of startups, I mean, how many were um, in this first group? I mean, what were they focused on and how did the program help them succeed? So the, the goal of the program, the program is acceleration. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, it's fundamental. And and the reason why I'll touch base briefly on timeline, in a normal uh, timeline between idea generation to full exploration campaign, we're talking about a decade. That's a lot of time. And it's a lot of time when the the requirement and the demand on those resources uh, is, is, in, is growing exponentially. So the first piece of the program is uh, to shorten uh, their activities uh, and to to accelerate what they are doing in a very short period, which is the six months uh, that they spend with us. We have a very rigorous uh, application process and selection. And uh, through that process, uh, last November, we have selected the seven companies uh, to be part uh, of our first cohort. And the cohort uh, uh, stayed with us from January till June. During this period, uh, what we want uh, is uh, to help them uh, to build their business, to build their capabilities, um, to work on the areas where they lack resources uh, and get at the end of the June period, uh, not just very clear into their program, but actually executing their program. So they would do in six months what they normally would do in three years, uh, or maybe they never achieved to do. And uh, so within the program, uh, we we put in to their service uh, the entire arm of BHP. As I mentioned, we are a very large corporation. We work everywhere. We have all sorts of uh, resources and capabilities. Uh, and so we help the companies uh, financially, but also with a, a clear mentorship uh, and advising uh, program that connect them, uh, the companies uh, with our experts. And when I mean experts, it's not just the technical uh, subsurface experts, but also with our uh, community um, uh, experts that are very used to engage with different communities uh, or with our uh, HSE expert, with our sustainable uh, sustainability team that can help them to think about uh, those uh, important pillars early on. Um, this is really important because uh, in a very limited uh, budget uh, for a lot of this company, it's very hard to focus on all these aspects. But for us, it's not. So the, the unlocker for them is really getting uh, all these uh, fundamental building block uh, early on in the program. And then, for example, a couple of our companies, uh, they had ideas that they could never raise the capital to to actually test. They've been able to test those ideas during the six months. Others were looking at specific engagement with local communities and the work with our team for a corporate affair and, and community to better understand how to have the conversation, what communities are looking forward, how to build a strong partnership that can last through time. Um, they completed the program at the end of June, and um, uh, we are progressing some of further investment with the with the companies that were in the first cohort. So, w- with those first seven in your first cohort, it looks like October tenth um, applications are going to be closing for the next cohort. Um, will that be seven as well, or or is that open to as many as you think? 
So we have an open number. The seven last year was based on the highest quality that we, we had. We had uh, over 250 applications and we selected the, the best of the best. And I think I'm not um, uh, fixed on the number. Right. It is about the quality. So if we are getting more uh, companies with a high quality application, we'll have more in the program. I would say there is a magic number. That beyond that, uh, if we have too many companies, um, we will not maybe able to give the same service that we gave last year to the seven companies. So I think maybe 10, 12 is uh, where uh, yeah. I think it would be our boundaries. But saying that, if we have a more application of a high quality, we can definitely open up tomorrow. So as, for, as far as the application process, I mean, like we said, October 10th, applications are closing. Can you walk me through the application process from start to finish and what these companies will go through in that process? So they, they will submit an application that has uh, information around the company, the leadership, uh, and in some cases it's one individual, one company, one idea. Um, we will uh, ask information about their, uh, their concept and their ideas. So that is the first uh, step. The second step, uh, we will agree the top best application. Last year we agreed, I think, 60, mm -hmm. and we carried the phone interview for over three hours uh, for, with each of the 60 companies. And that phone interview was really to talk more in detail uh, of their um, um, idea, of their concept, uh, and to understand what were the basis on the concept, uh, if they have data information, uh, to really get a feeling if it was just uh, an idea or a, a little bit more uh, um, made to it, more, um, more uh, work done to it. And then uh, from that group, we invited uh, 18 companies for in-person interview. So we carried the one week in-person interview and um, we had a selection panel. The selection panel is a, a mixed capabilities panel. So it's uh, people from the work at BHP, but they have different background from uh, business development to operation uh, um, so ability to understand the HSC, ability to understand uh, more uh, what it takes uh, to run an exploration campaign, as well as uh, technical uh, and uh, commercial uh, people on the selection team. So they carried uh, the, um, selection, the um, interviews for a week and then uh, they came back with uh, the aggregated uh, companies uh, that they, they brought forward for the program. All of this is very transparent. Uh, we also offer feedback for the companies that they are not selected um, through the process. Um, in some cases, they're not selected because they're just not ready. And so they will not get the full benefit of the program. In some case, uh, cases, uh, um, the companies didn't have um, the right capabilities at the moment. And we wanted them to go back and think a little bit more uh, what, uh, what they wanted to achieve within the six months. And this is important because uh, we are not stopping anybody to apply again. In fact, uh, there are already people that applied last year. They embraced the feedback and they're coming back this year uh, having done some of the work that we asked them to complete. And wow. which again, it's... Uh, the, the role of the accelerator is to create a very solid partnership with these companies. For us, it's a win-win. If they thrive on what they do, if they can upscale their activities, it's a win for us as well because it's more opportunities globally. I think it's very entrepreneurial what you're doing, especially a company the size of BHP. I think I read 80,000 employees worldwide. Like I said, $60 billion in revenue um, in 2021. And an organization that large, it can be hard to have an entrepreneurial culture. 
But with this program, what it sounds like, that's what this is. And, and, and you're, you're really looking for ideas, these innovative ideas, and taking this and then using it. I, I guess the question I would ask is, these companies go through the cohort, and once they're finished with the cohort, are they now under the BHP umbrella, or are they off on their own? So it's really important because you mentioned the entrepreneurial part uh, of the program. It's really important to keep these uh, companies on their own uh, entity because we want them to move at the pace uh, they will move. They are uh, small companies. As I mentioned, one of them was one person uh, would not uh, uh, fit well uh, if brought within BHP. However, as they finish the program, we have a multiple pathway to continuous the collaboration. So we create a joint venture in some cases. We have created alliances to further investigate some specific region and area with these companies, which leave them still autonomy, but they still get our support financially and in terms of capabilities. And so that they can progress their activities in a much faster pace than would do normally. For us, it's really important to maintain the separation, at least in the early stage, because they can, they can operate in a perfect way at the pace they need. We are learning a lot through the alliance and the joint ventures that we have with them. And then there are always opportunities later on if we wanted to have a, a major position within the company to take that. Wow, I love that. Yeah, I uh, when I was in college, I had a similar, not at the same scale of what BHP's Explore program is, but a similar competition in Eastern Kentucky um, where you know we would submit a business plan, business concept, have interviews, just like you're saying, and then a panel of judges would select the winner for a specific topic. And for us, it was in the Appalachian area in the U.S. So similar, but not really similar because your program is so much larger. Um, and I, the question I do want to ask, and I don't know if you can talk to this, as far as the Explorer program, how much funding does BHP provide to this program? I don't, I don't know if you can talk to that. I'm, I'm kind of um, interested. It's a range question because it really depends uh, what the company needs are. Within the program itself, everybody gets uh, a grant of $500,000, and that's really to help them within that six months if they need to buy data, if you need to go on the field and get some, some further data set. That's, uh, it, it covers a lot of those expenses. At the end of the program, uh, when we look to the next phase of investment uh, and partnership, uh, that changes company to company, and it depends uh, on the next uh, set of activities. Some, uh, they will require less, like let's say 5 million in the next uh, year or so to carry some geophysical analysis. Some, they're going to go and drill and test their concept, so the cost will be higher it can get up to the 20, 25 million, which is a normal uh, exploration program. So in that case, uh, we treat it as uh, any other uh, capital investment. So it's based on the investment nature and what is the requirement. Uh, and normally BHP, in that case, we go back and ask for money, which is pretty standard for all our investment decision. Wow. So So you're really providing... I mean, not only are you providing capital to these to these groups, $500,000 to the ones that are selected, but you're providing them with a lot of knowledge and know-how. I mean, from a company like BHP, which is really, really cool. Earlier, you talked about how you're really focusing on resources like copper and nickel. Um, and for us in the sustainability field, copper and nickel are a huge, huge part of the energy transition in the future. 
So I do want to ask you because, you know, for copper, copper is huge for renewables. Nickel is huge for EVs. Um, could you talk about why copper and nickel are considered future-facing commodities and how BHP is um, working with those specific resources? Yes, absolutely. If we think about the programs that have been put forward for the energy transition and the electrification of the world, we use uh, copper to wire uh, all the electric vehicles. We use uh, copper for uh, windmill. We use uh, copper for solar panel. We use a large amount of copper to the point that uh, <clears throat> between now and 2035, we're going to need 14% more supply of copper. And this is our S&P numbers. Um, and uh, for nickel as well, we are going to double the output of nickel that is going to go into electric vehicle as well, uh, into batteries and so on. So we need these resources because the demand is growing. And and if we think about uh, what are the um, the timeline uh, that uh, each country and companies have put forward that they use those commodities, uh, we need to provide uh, those resources to the market uh, in, in a faster pace than we have done before. Also, there is the component of the supply. An example that to me is very clear, uh, the largest uh, discovery of copper uh, that is now a mine happened 20 years ago. So we haven't found uh, the many new deposits of copper and they can be brought to the market, mine and brought to the market. So there is a not only an increase on demand, there is a shortage in supply and we need to cover that supply. That's why for BHP is really important uh, to grow in these two commodities. Uh, and when I mean grow is to find, uh, to increase the supply from our existing uh, operations, but also to find a new supply that can be delivered in a very quick uh, and fast way to the market uh, and in a more sustainable way that has ever been done. Talking about this just on the U.S. specifically in this one location, the last few days we've talked a lot about policy in our interviews and really highlighting the bipartisan infrastructure law in the U.S. And in this policy, there's a lot of funding to building out charging EV charging stations across the U.S. because we want to transition to EVs. Um, we want to build a grid. We want to you know cut emissions from, from our cars, um, gas-powered cars. Um, but um, for us to even, you know, have that conversation of building out charging stations and switching over to EVs, the minerals, we have to have the minerals to do that. Because without the minerals, like you're saying, with the copper, with the nickel, we can't even build these things. These things won't even work. <laughs> these are critical minerals that we need for these applications. And it's a big, I'm, I'm glad you touched on the supply. Um, we haven't found, I think you said in the last, I mean, 20, 20 years ago. Um, because obviously the demand is going to keep going up, but if we don't have the supply, that's going to be a huge issue. I mean, I guess that that would lead me to the next question. For BHP, when you're mining, let's say, copper and, and nickel, where are some of the locations that this is happening around the world? So as it stands today, we have operation uh, for uh, copper uh, in South America. So Chile is one of our um, uh, main product producing uh, center. We have two of the largest uh, copper mines, Condida and Spence. And then we have operation that produce copper in Australia with Olympic Dam, which 
which is one of the largest uh, copper mine in the world. Nickel, uh, we're working nickel uh, in uh, in Australia, and then we recently invested on a project in uh, Tanzania in Africa for uh, for sul- nickel sulfide. Um, there are uh, other producing uh, copper and nickel assets, of course, that uh, the other company owns, and and we are on a joint venture with the Rio Tint in, in the United States. But as I mentioned, uh, we need to find more resources. And this is an important concept. Uh, there has been um, a lot of discussion on the energy transition and and, uh, and w- w- the numbers uh, of electric vehicles that need to be put forward uh, year on year. Uh, Europe uh, has the commitment of uh, EVs uh, only by 2030. And uh, those are uh, a very important commitment. Uh, the question that we need to answer today is uh, understanding the full value chain uh, and everything to start uh, with the minerals. Uh, and that is the, com- the comment I made before around supply. We need to be really clear what is that supply portion and how fast we can bring it to the market. So, so pivoting off of, of the conversation on copper and nickel to going back to the, to the Explorer program, I want to understand really the role of the Explorer program in mineral exploration for the future. Um, I think that what y'all are doing is incredible, like I said, but I want to understand the future of mineral exploration and how your program is really contributing to the future. In a twofold, first of all, is to identify opportunities faster. Um, um, the um, investment um, into the early stage uh, into the upstream of the uh, resource uh, sector, the investment type uh, are uh, very limited, very little amount of money goes to exploration. In fact, it's been uh, underinvested in the past decade. So we not only have a shortage in supply, but we also had uh, underinvestment. Traditionally, uh, small companies, what we call uh, juniors, uh, are the ones that uh, do a lot of the exploration and they really struggled uh, to find uh, and and uh, lock the resources, the financial resources needed uh, to carry their exploration. And that becomes uh, often a problem because uh, what it could be done in one year, it takes years to get done because these companies don't get the funds. They can't secure the funds. Every year they have to go and ask like a piecemeal of money to allow them to do the next little activities. And then they have some results. So they go back to the market to raise more capital. They get into this trade mill of raising capital rather than doing exploration. So that is a, is, is a problem going forward if we need more supply. That's that's one issue. The second issue um, that Explorer play a role uh, is around the technology. Those are very small uh, independent companies. Some are, are listed, some are new, they didn't exist before the program. For them, uh, uh, testing new technology, applying new technology is is uh, a challenge. They don't have the funds, they don't have the capabilities. Uh, we can bring that to them. That's accelerate uh, the, the exploration phase and it accelerate in a, in a way that we can bring uh, the resources to the market faster. And the third uh, component that to me is really important, we talked about uh, sustainability. For us, uh, because we are uh, BHP, we are a large corporation, we can think about uh, sustainability across uh, all the different type of uh, um, scope one, two, three, across uh, our entire value chain. We have uh, the capabilities and we have the funds to do that. But for these companies, it's very hard. 
And if we can work with them as we are doing from day one, that sustainability concept is embedded on their activity from day one. It doesn't become an afterthought in 10 year time when now the discovery has been made and someone else come and buy it. We can bring that early on. How that impact the future? It does impact the future because we can do that at scale. We can work with multiple companies at the same time and we can enable many companies at the same time. That does increase the chances to find resources that needed to be brought in the market. So for any and all exploration companies interested in BHP's Explore program, again, October 10th um, applications closed for the second cohort. So, Sonia, thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, this has been an amazing conversation I think I just had a master class on mining and minerals. So, so thank you so much for coming on. Um, and, and I love this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks a lot.